Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Warning. The Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen, if you dare. Hey, yo. As we are brought in by the fire Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Don't call it a comeback. We've been here for years. Years, months, days, a bit. Um, but we haven't been here for, for weeks. And we are glad to be back to bring you another episode of The Outsider's Edge. Of course, your boy, I am Rance, a.k.a. Ray Cash. Got the whole click with me today. Um, of course, I got Mr. Kyle Moore as the, the sage of the square circle, if that's still the thing. Are we still calling you that? That's, that's I mean, we can, we'll still call me that. I'll make a prediction that won't come true. And Carl. No, yeah, man, that's I, don't, I, I don't got no big day for you yet. <laughs> that's okay. I, I don't need one. Looks like Silent Bob tonight. He does look like you do got a Kevin Smith vibe going on right now. I won't say you shit. You do a time. lot worse than Kevin Smith. He's got millions of dollars. Facts. True. So, um, <clears throat> yes, it is. Uh, first and foremost, it's good to be back. We have missed you. We decided to come back a week early. Um, we took a bit of a hiatus because to pull the curtain back a bit. Personally, I was swamped. I had too much going on, and so it actually worked out perfect because um, bad buddy called me and he needed somebody to teach him how to throw a worked punch. So, like, it was perfect timing. <laughs> Well that, was the, well, that was why Kyle was, wasn't available. <laughs> Kyle was apparently at the PC training the bunny. Yo, uh, how is it Bad Bunny been at the PC for like six months and throws a better punch than half the roster? Same reason Pat McAfee is one of the best wrestlers in NXT. No, but, no, but that is a legitimate problem that like really does need to be talked about. Why is it that these celebrity people that are coming in who are just doing the bare minimum of taking it seriously and wanting it to look good? are throwing better worked punches and doing better promos and like giving better than the professionals who I know know how to do it. We'll get to that on another show. But again, I'm trying to explain we'll why we've been that for next week. So trying to explain why we've been gone. Like I said, we've um, I've had some personal things going on. But I, I want to take a second to uh, thank uh, Chris Platt and PC Tunney, who took over the spot 
for their Mania, Mania Madness project. So if you haven't heard Which that. Which is really awesome if you have not had a chance to listen to it. Go check it out. It's fantastic. They have broken down every WrestleMania from 1 to 36. Fantastic stuff. But we couldn't leave y'all without a Mania predict, uh, preview show. We could not do that. So, uh, you know, we'll get back next week to the, the, the good shit and kind of breaking down things in a way nobody else breaks it down for you. But this week, we're going to kind of give you a slightly abbreviated um, show. We're going to just kind of break down Mania night one and night two. But we also have some important and cool things I think we want to talk about in the midst of that. Um, WrestleMania 2021, the grind. Ooh, I like that. I like that. It's really what tw- that's what this season of WrestleMania is. Like, I did not come up with that. I will give credit where the credit's due. That's Brian Zane. Brian Zane came up with that, but it really encapsulates like that that encapsulates what this week is. Like, you've given us eight straight days basically of content and shows, and like that's a grind. You could have like that G one level grind. Could have took that credit, bro. I, I didn't know that shit from Brian Zane. Um, before we start breaking down the show, the shows, I'm curious, what do you guys think of the build? What do you think? What do you guys think of the card? What do you guys think of fans being back? Okay, I'm gonna answer your three questions in order, and then I'll give them to Carl. The build, I think, has been the card. I think is real nice, and fans being back. As long as it's limited capacity in an outdoor venue and people are abiding by social distance protocols, like there's nothing, I have no fears about fans being back. It can only enhance the product. It's one of the things that we have said on our show, we give AEW credit for in finding a way to be able to bring fans back really does enhance the product. At the end of the day, wrestling is a fan participation show. And without fans to participate, it does take away a small part of what makes a card as fun. So, like, having the fans back, I think, will be good. I think it'll also be interesting to see, like, do fan reactions match up with what they've been able to do with the Thunderdome? Because one thing that they've been able to get away with in the Thunderdome is you can tell whatever story you want to tell, however you want to tell it, because they will pipe in whatever reaction they deem appropriate. Yeah. Um, So I disagree. I don't completely disagree. I'm 50-50 with you, Kyle, on the build. Some matches have been built very well. Some matches have been not really built that much at all. So it's a a middle ground. It's a middle ground. That's fair. I went with just because for me... The matches that have been built poorly have been built so poorly <laughs> that they have hurt the matches that have been built well. Right. Um, as far as the card goes, the card looks fantastic. I, so I, I am one thing that I used to hate that Mania did all the time, and they still have a few this year, is all the multi-man stuff. Like, I almost stopped the bucket of Triple Threat, and even a, too many of those, like, I like singles matches. I like one-on-ones. That's what I like. This, this, if you like that, this mania is for you. Tons of great matchups. It feels like an indie show in a lot of ways because there's so many. You've got like Zayn and Owens and Rollins and Cesaro. Like, I mean, you've just got you got a lot of 
that going on. So the card, to me, this has the potential, from a wrestling standpoint, to be one of the, the better cards in recent memory. Um, as far as fans going back, I'm, I'm with you, Kyle. Uh, outdoor venue, uh, if WWE is taking the proper precautions, which I believe they will be, then I think it's fine. Um, you know, the timing is pretty good. Um, we're, we're, we're doing um, better um, with um, people are getting vaccinated. You know, like we're, 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 things are getting better. And I, and I think we'd be remiss if we were to act like that's not going on. So I think with, with fans coming back, if they're doing it in a safe manner, I think it's good. At that so that that would be you know I think I think we're on the right track there. I think it's worth noting. I just had put it in our kind of show chat. I think it's worth noting. This is the first mania in like something like twenty some odd years to have no combination of Triple H, The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, um, Kurt Angle, Jeff Hardy. Yes, Kurt Angle and Jeff Hardy are included in that list. They have been in a lot of fucking WrestleManias, y'all. Um, it, it's the first mania in, like, decades to not have any of those anchor names. 1988, I believe, is the answer to that question. Yeah, to have none of the big anchor names that we think of when we think of this wrestling shit. And so, like, the one criticism that we've had about mania for years you know, part-timers at WrestleMania and the abundance of them in prominent spots on the card. Well, looking at this card, like, the only person that would fall under that category would be Edge, and Edge has been there every week. And he's been pretty fucking involved, and he's only in one match. Literally yeah. the entire rest of the card is predicated around active full-timers. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, what's interesting is not really many people have talked about that. And usually that's all everybody bitches about when there's legends on the show, you know? As maybe we need to start reminding these motherfuckers. There's nothing to bitch about. So the squeaky wheel gets the noise. It's not squeaky. Yeah, yeah true. Well, and, and instead, so instead of bitching about that this year, everybody's bitching about the build, build which has been. <laughs> oh, well, I was going to find something. You know how it is. I mean, no, good. No, I was just going to reiterate, you know, Carl made a good point. Like, there have been a couple of matches. There have been a couple of matches on this card that have been booked, like, really, really just like chef's kiss. They've been booked really well. And then there's a lot of matches on this card where I'm just like, it was either thrown together very, very late. Or it took forever to materialize. Like, we knew it was coming, but it just took forever to materialize. And so, like, you're not actually building this match. Um, or it's whatever the fuck happened with Sasha and Bianca. Because, like, I feel like that match is a, is a good case of you've got a match that's historic for so many reasons, and you thought that that in and of itself was, the, like, was all you had to do. And, and so instead they've been on this, like, this weird tag team thing. And, and like, I, I don't know. It's just something about it's not working quite right for me but that could also just be because everything about the women's tag division right now is a fucking mess that's not working for me wwe has often um struggled to book face versus face feuds and the way that they do that for championships is by making them a tag team and then that causes the dissension 
And as you saw, that's caused the dissension between Sasha and Bianca based off of Reginald and Naya and Shayna, which now has led to Sasha calling her a rookie and saying, you're not ready for me and all this. But it's it's a trope that's done off. But that could have been the story from the jump. This could have been so much simpler and well, let's still get to it when we... face versus face. Well, let's get to that when we get to the match. Because okay. you're right. Okay. You're right. Okay. Let's get okay. to that when we get to the match. Okay. Um, one, one other note real quick. Um, we, we remember WrestleMania 30 as Yeslemania. We remember WrestleMania 35 as Happy Mania. This really may be Indie Mania because most of these matches have come from the Indies. Hilarious to see the rematches on a big scale. Oh yeah, this is Indi- like a ring. Of, this is like a Ring of Honor 2007 card. Right, exactly, exactly. So we're gonna start with night one. Um, so I'm gonna start with. We, there's no pre-show. There's pre-show, no pre-show is technically Friday. If you want to get truthful about it, they're having a battle. That's a good road. way to think of it. That's a great way to think of it. <clears throat> I didn't. I didn't think about that, but that's a fantastic way to think about it. SmackDown is the WrestleMania pre-show. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal will be on SmackDown on Friday. And My pick is Donovan Dijakovic. Not T-Bar. Donovan Dijakovic. And the fatal four-way tag team match um, for, the, for the SmackDown titles between Rude and Ziggler, Ray and Dominic Mysterio, um, the Alpha Academy with the Otis and Chad Gable, and the Street Profits. That's and my pick that. for that is Rey Mysterio and Dominic Guerrero to bring back the Guerrero-Mysterio tag team dynasty. Blah. So that, that's a good way to think of that as the pre-show. So let's get to Saturday. Um, let's start with um, one of those matches we're talking about from Ring of Honor in 2007. The Sorrow facing the man with drip, says Robert. Look, look, say what you want about how weird the suits are. What makes it drip for people who are just like, how is that drip? What makes it drip is he's the only person on the roster who has the right tailor. (laughs) Like, no, like, we're not talking about AEW tonight, and I'm not here to throw shade on anything about them as a company right now. I'm specifically wanting to talk about the suits that the Pinnacle wear. Like, MJF is a wealthy Jewish person. Why does his suit look like a garbage bag on him? <laughs> like your character is that you're a wealthy like you're a wealthy elite Jewish dude from New York. That is your wrestling character. You're wearing a Burberry scarf. That's how elitist you're supposed to fucking be. Why is your suit not custom fitted? Like and, and that extends over to the people in WWE half the time these big muscle heads that are just wearing off-the-rack jackets, like, it, you can tell Seth's shit has been fitted to him. And it looks good. That's why you gotta be someone like Roman Reigns who just comes out in a shirt and his J's and he's good to go. No, You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, my tribal chief can wear whatever he wants <laughs> because he puts food on the tape. Fair enough. So Cesaro versus Seth Rollins, what you guys think? Who do you think is going to win? Um, I think one of the major things of this uh, match is I, you could expect to see probably the longest Cesaro swing in history. I <laughs> That's think this kind will of been be, a fun part of the build. Go ahead. 
I think this could low-key be the best match of the weekend. Um, I want Cesaro to win. I want him to win so badly. But, like, wanting Cesaro to win and get a singles push is kind of like wanting Brock Lesnar to lose the uh, WWE Championship. You can want it and want it and want it, but, like, you can only be denied this thing so many times before you just give up on it actually being a thing and, like, have to wait and be pleasantly surprised. So, like, I want Cesaro to win real badly, but until it actually happens, I'm going to have to pick the Messiah. Um, so, I disagree with you. I think I do think Cesaro is going to win this one. I, so, I kind of have this feeling about Seth right now. First of all, this is one of the matches that I think was built pretty well. Uh, it's not perfect, but it was it was kind of telegraphed when Seth first came back with the uh, you know the speech and everyone walking out, but Cesaro and they kind of Cesaro did his thing in the elimination chamber first, and then they kind of got back to it afterwards. But it's that has been the build has been decent. Like I agree with you, Kyle. Match of the weekend, possibly. This is the match that I'm probably the most looking forward to, just from a wrestling standpoint. Um, I love Seth Rollins right now. I think everything he's doing is fantastic. Cesaro, same. But I do think, I think Seth, and I could be wrong, he's still young, but I kind of get this feeling that Seth has done so much that right now. and he, But the last few things that he's been a part of have been helping and putting over younger superstars. And I know Cesaro's not a younger superstar, but you know what I mean. And in Cesaro's case, I think... He's a hot commodity, a little bit of a hot commodity right now. And if what happens, happens, like I think the rest of the card is going to go, then I think Cesaro is going to win. Because I think I think I can see him being a potential universal championship, not winner necessarily, but contender down the line, based on what I think is going to happen you know, throughout the rest of the show. You say he's a hot commodity, but you know who Cesaro is, like, like career parallel is? Um, hasn't reached the same heights, but just what his role is. Cesaro is Kane, and there ain't nothing wrong with that. Kane in the Hall of Fame. But I'm just saying, Cesaro is an upper mid-card, primarily guy who's, you know, often used for tag team shit, but is also one of the most solid workers you've got that can work with literally everyone, make them look like a million fucking bucks, and can turn almost anything into something that works. And as a result, the other reason I say he's Kane, as a result, the fans like him at a certain level at all times. Like, the sure. fans are always here for Cesaro. We're not necessarily, like, expecting big shit to happen for him, but everybody's always here for Cesaro. Sure. Well, I, yeah, go ahead, Rance. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, I think I, I mean, obviously Seth could very much, very easily win the match. He's Seth fucking Rollins. Like this isn't, you know, but right. I, I just, I, in my, in my opinion, I think we might be pleasantly surprised if you're a Cesaro fan tomorrow night. And at the least you're going to get a hell of a match. So what you got, Rance? That's okay. Uh, so let's move on to the next match. Uh, you didn't tell us who you got. You're we'll predict. be here all night. We'll be here all night. Um, you could just tell us who you think's going to win. Cesaro. Um, wow. So uh, let's move on to you were speaking of Bad Bunny earlier. We have Miz and the Miz and John Morrison facing Damian Priest and Bad Bunny. It was just recently made a tag match when originally it was just 
Bad Bunny versus The Miz. Um, we spoke earlier about Bad Bunny actually moving to Orlando and training like a professional wrestler for months, a long time. He seems prepared for this. He seems ready for this. What are you guys thinking going into this match? Who do you think is going to win? This is great use of celebrity, and it's what WrestleMania is all about. I think what always happens when the celebrity is the face, it's going to happen. <laughs> Damian Priest and Bad Bunny are going to win. Bad Bunny's going to pin <laughs> The Miz. That's, that's what this is. It's yeah. a fantastic point. It, it, Celebrities it's pretty, don't lose. It, it's pretty cut and dry. Uh, the story... And another good, we're talking about build, and I want to touch on it because it was one of the three things that we spoke on in the beginning. So I do want to touch on it as we go through the card. The build was good. Uh, the yeah. whole it was built, been built for a long time. The Miz is the Miz is awesome. Like he, of course he tells you that anyway. But like if you don't if you don't think that about the Miz, you're crazy. Like he is a company man through and through. He's gonna eat the pin, no problem. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I have no problem with them making it a tag team. I was super intrigued for it being one-on-one. It but had to be a tag team, though, because otherwise you can't get Priest and Morrison on the card. And sure. I know Priest is new. I know Priest is new. But two things. Number one, the entire point of pairing him with Bad Bunny was using this to get Priest over with the demographic that they are trying to appeal to him with. Number right. one. Number two, Jomo has done way too much to not get on the card like that he sure. deserves oh yeah, a yeah. definitely not, not upset and, i was very intrigued though. and 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 i think it's 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 a better bet to not put bunny on the first show with fans in totally that predicament agree. where he's totally got to carry him. yeah exactly. yeah he's definitely now, like they're definitely there to protect him in some in some shape or form well, and now we all know how the match will go they'll get 15 minutes maybe a uh, good chunk of the beginning will be Priest doing face in peril. They'll do the hot tag. Bad Bunny will pin the Miz. Everybody goes home happy. Fun shit. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Hey, hey, hop, hop. Bunny and Priest. Same prediction. Same here. Same here, Bunny and Priest. But it's going to be a fun match. Yes, it um, will. A match I'm not too looking forward to, but is inevitable it and important. Is uh, the most... On night one, there is the multi-team number one contenders match for the Women's Tag Team Championships, which will be for the championship match the next night on night two. So the match, the teams that are announced are Lana and Naomi, Tamina and Natalia, the Riot Squad, and Mandy and Dana, with the rumors that we might see the brand new pairing of Billy Kay and Carmella added. I see your face, Kyle. I know how you feel about the women's tag team division. The women, it just frustrates me. It frustrates me because for a long time, the women's tag team division had like a whole slew of actual tag teams that were actual tag teams. And they proceeded to like break them up. And now we're back to what we have with the men's division, which is, hey, Naomi, you ain't got nothing to do. Hey, Lana, we don't have anything for you to do. Why don't y'all just, you know, pair up if, and be friends? If I may retort real quick, because that's absolutely what it is. At least I appreciate, we talk all the time about tag teams and singles guys being made a tag, uh, actual tag teams, but we never talk about the established tag teams and how they get started. The least we can say about all these teams together is that they actually match. 
Well, Hannah Naomi are dancers. I, I was Mandy say, and Dana are bodybuilders. Well, Camila and Natalia have the family connection. Well, Who's with Lana match? and Naomi, and with Lana and Naomi, I'll, I'm, I'm going to give them this. Those two are going all in on trying to like make it work. They're wearing matching gear. They're doing social media shit together. Lana's Lana started sliding to the ring with Naomi. Like they are doing all kinds of shit to like really just lean into. Yeah, we're a tag team now. Yeah, the ravishing glow. Yeah, get on board with this because number one. They're two consummate professionals who care about wrestling and want to be over in wrestling. Number two, Naomi's married to one of the best tag teams of all time. What the fuck you think she thinks right now? She's thinking, this will get me on TV, this will keep me relevant, and it'll give me something to fucking do. And, and one more retort, all those other tag teams have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the reason I'm talking about them specifically is they're my pick because I think the obvious story is they win this, they dethrone okay. Shayna and Nia, and so then we've come full circle, and the thing that ultimately <clears throat> breaks Shayna and Nia up is the thing that originally brought them together in the first place, which is Lana. Yeah, uh, so on this... You can't really say there's been any build because otherwise you wouldn't. You, if there was build, you wouldn't have to have these guys for the next night necessarily against. But all of them have had interactions, I think, with with Nia and Shayna, so it's it's there. Uh, the smart money, I think, is on Lana and Naomi. I, you know, reality would tell you they haven't been on TV in a while though. But reality would tell you the Riot Squad make the most sense because one, they're an actual team, but like you know. Rant shook his head no at me, but they're an actual at least they're an actual team. And they have lost more than they are the problem. I was well, that's what I just say, said. The they haven't even been on TV, but I'm just squad, the problem with the riot squad is the women don't get enough time in the tag team division to right. do rehabilitation. And if there's a team that needs some like squash matches against some local women to like rehab the fan opinion of them it's the riot squad well no to, to be clear i'm not arguing for them to win i'm just saying at least they're a damn team no you're absolutely right but that's also why i want them to get that rehab because they are an actual team right. and ever since the word they like being a team and respect to live morgan she's improved a lot in yeah, the list like, Ruby was always solid, but Liv has improved a lot in the ring. Yeah. Well, either way, I'm going with Lana and Naomi. I just, I, that one to me makes the most sense of, like, in terms of what I think they're trying to probably do. So I would go with Lana and Naomi here. I agree, too. Um, my only caveat would be if Bailey and Charlotte team together, which is Oh, yeah. I mean, rumor. if powers explode, yeah. of course. Um, so let's move to a ma- uh, if when you think of one of the matches that's been built horribly, this is probably one of the, the poster children. Um, we're talking about the steel cage match between Shane McMahon and Jesus Braun Strowman. Christ. Let me oh, say this real well. quick. We, and we don't, we don't even got to talk about it. You can just give me an answer. We can move on. But I do want to say low key Braun Strowman is having, is building a very good WrestleMania career. Andre the giant, but Memorial Battle Royal winner. Um, he uh, won a tag title with a child. He won a world championship. Low key, he's having, and now he's gonna throw Shaming Man out of Tampa back to St. Petersburg. So we ain't gonna talk about it. He's low key building a resume of having a bunch of WrestleMania moments without ever once having like 
a remotely decent WrestleMania match. On brand, right? It's on brand, isn't it? <laughs> hey, you know what, though? He's got all these moments and not a single good match. I'm, I'm, I'm not here to crap on Braun because to me, this is more the other way. Like, I, I, I just don't like... I feel like of the two... He's the one who's trying to make it work. While oh, Shane, this is not his fault. This is yeah, not and Shane fault. is bad. This is bad. Anyways, somebody, I don't want to talk about it. Braun no, wins. Somebody recently, somebody recently put it out, and it really is. Shane is the theory of diminishing returns in action. It was fun oh, yeah, sure. five years ago, and now we are all at the point where he's a McMahon on my television. And what do I always say, Rance? Fewer McMahons on my television is always a good thing. Thank you very much. Oh, Braun Strowman is saying. Ah, uh, fuck it. I'm gonna pick. Um, I'm gonna pick Shane because I want to be contrarian. If the only reason Shane should win is if they're moving somewhere with Braun, where he goes back to that like destroy everything. Because otherwise, Braun should win this match. Like, there's no reason for Shane to win. So okay. that's the only thing I got. Agreed. I got Braun too. And I, you know, in this day and age, making you not care about somebody is actually the ultimate heel heat. <laughs> um, moving to the Raw Tag Team Championships, the New Day Ooh. are defending against AJ Styles and the debuting Omos. When's the last time somebody debuted at WrestleMania? Fandango? No, Big E was at 30... At, Big E was at that same one. Um, we've had some recently. Talk about the match, I'll give you the answer. Ronda Rousey debuted at WrestleMania. Oh, technically. yeah, you're right. All right, all right. <clears throat> Well, um, you know, debuting at WrestleMania, the first WrestleMania with fans after the biggest pandemic in the world completely shut fans out of the stands. So you have yet to have to be in front of this crowd in any way, shape or form. That's some like shit your pants moment level nerves. Um, but, you know, when your tag team partner is one of the greatest ring technicians of all time, like you don't have to worry too much especially when your opponents are one of the greatest tag teams of all time. So, like, you know, you just got to be there for them big man spots and uh, not drop Xavier or Kofi at the wrong moment. And that's all anybody's expecting of him. Um, I do expect them to win because, um, I don't know, I just feel like they've been building AJ and Omos up as this like big unstoppable force and it's Omos's big debut and the New Day are 10-time tag team champions and that really kind of helps solidify you as a dominant tag team. So yeah, I'm going to go with them to win. So it's I am not 100% sure. We talk about build. This one really wasn't built. It was mostly thrown together. Um which is fine. I that's, you know, it doesn't I'm getting a head shake again, but I just remember well, them coming out probably, and you're like, this has AJ been one of the most out. built matches. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, AJ basically came out and was like, hey, I've never won the tag titles before. You guys down? Was, like, sure, but that was two months ago. That was two months ago? Yeah. That felt like three weeks ago. Raw's so bad. All right. Anyways, offsides of that, um, I don't know. I, I think AJ and AJ, I think they'll win also, but. I don't. I don't know. Like it gives AJ the grand slam. It, it gets the the debut out of the way. The big debut. Like, is he going to lose on his debut? But also, 
I guess it kind of depends on what they want to do. You know, if they want to that, split that. That's group. always the question with the tag teams in the WWE because the division is always so fucking inconsistent because sometimes you turn around and the division has seven tag teams and the other times you turn around and the division has nobody else. Yeah. So like, all right, they're going to beat the New Day. Who the fuck are they going to face? Because... Don't even get me started on WWE breaking up to Hurt Business. I'm not ready for that. But, like, who the fuck they going to face? You know what? I'm going to do a 360 on this. I'm going to pick the New Day to win. I, I don't know. Something about the, the other way just doesn't. Something's fishy. <laughs> so I'm just going to go the other way on it completely. New Day. The build of the match has been that the New Day are a traditional tag team who know each other. And AJ and Omos don't. That leads me to think that AJ and Omos will win the match. Um, that's my pick. Um, now we're in main event territory. Um, so uh, let's start with, let's go with, I'm going to go with the WWE Championship first because I think the, the, the SmackDown Women's title, uh, I'm hoping and thinking that that it closes the night. But let's go with Bobby Lashley, the almighty WWE Champion, defending against Drew McIntyre. Um, what a way we've got it's taken us to get here. Um, nonetheless, I think that um, both men are prepared for this match. I think this is the best two men on that brand that you could have put in this position. Um, and the crowd's going to go wild for it. I know we're not, you know, I, I, you can talk about the Hurt Business if you want to or if you don't. But the only slip involved is the Hurt Business is banned from ringside. Sheldon and, and Cedric are no longer Hurt Business. So. But nonetheless, uh, Carl, Kyle, go ahead. What you think? Who you got? I'll jump in first if you don't want, if you don't mind. Please Kyle. do, please um, do. So this one is weird to me. I, I think it's going to open. Uh, I think that's it's kind of been talked about in, in the in the Twitter circles at least, simply because they're not doing a pre-show like normal. So they're going to open with a match, and who better to deserve? Honestly, if you want to be real with it, outside of maybe Bailey. Who, who, or in some of these other people, but she's the heel, right? Who better for like the big face pop than Drew McIntyre? He, he's been the, the 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 he's guy carrying pretty much carrying the the, the company as yeah, a, a company for the yeah, past year and a half Absolutely. for the yeah, past year and a half. So open the show with this, and if that's what they do, I'm inclined to say Bobby Lashley will retain the title. Um, if they were if this show was ending uh, on McIntyre and Lashley, I think I would probably go McIntyre. So it's hard. Like I'm, I'm not. I'm just not totally sure where I'm going to go with this. But they put all this work and effort into Lashley with the new entrance and and I don't know the, the whole Almighty thing. And it just feels like Drew's held the title twice in the last year. <sighs> I'm really I'm, honestly I'm flipping a coin because I really don't know. I I'm just gonna, I'm going to say Lashley. But I, in no way, shape, or form, will be surprised if Drew McIntyre gets the belt back. I mean, you know, I've been waiting for the rematch of Slammiversary 2016 my whole life. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was a whole thing. Um, full circle. Uh, <laughs> how do you break up the fucking hurt business? Jesus fucking Christ. That just... Mm. I don't like it, but I under it makes perfect sense. It makes mm. absolutely perfect sense. You oh. want you want all of you want all of the heat, all of the hate on Bobby. It makes perfect sense. 
not saying I like it, but I get it. And it it was different when Bobby wasn't the the top guy on the brand. Yeah, it made salty. it, but now he's a top guy on the brand. It tastes so salty. I don't like it. Um. Anyway, um, I feel like they're gonna give it to Drew because they're in front of fans, and Drew didn't get to have his big moment in front of fans last time. But like you know. I feel like Bobby should win. Uh, this is my takeaway from it. If the show, if if it if it opens the show or it ends the show, Drew McIntyre wins. If it is in the middle of the show, in any other spot other than first to last, Bobby Lashley is winning. Because they're going to start the show or end the show with a face pop, especially night one. I think it's in the middle of the show. I think Bobby Lashley retains. Um, which leads us to the main event, hopefully, of the evening. Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, history being made in real life, real time, for the WWE SmackDown's Women's Championship. Gentlemen, we've spoken a little bit about the build and about how it wasn't what we quite wanted it to be. But we're here now. Match happening. The rookie, the veteran, EST, boss. Who you got? I got the EST. I'm picking Bianca. I, I think it's her moment. Um, but to go back to our earlier conversation about the build, all I'm saying is that storyline could have been so much simpler. It could have been exactly what you said it was, Rance. It could have been... Bianca calls herself the EST. She's done all these things to prove that she is the fastest, the strongest, the quickest, blah, 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 blah. And Sasha could just come out here and just be like, yeah, you might be the EST, but you ain't ready to face the boss. And that's all that it had to be. That's literally all it had to be. This could be some straight up young buck old head shit. And that's relatable as fuck to anybody and everybody who's ever worked with somebody a little bit older than them who just thinks they know all the shit. And it's just like, I'm coming for you, old man. Like, not in a physical sense. I mean, in this case, in a physical sense. But just like, I'm coming for you, old man. You ain't shit. Well, just I want to just say this. My, my predictions are subject to change because this has been... Okay, very, Jerry King Lawler. Well, listen, this has been a very, this has actually been a much more difficult WrestleMania to predict than usual for whatever reason. I can see most of these matches going either way. And a lot of times you don't, you can't see that. You know what I mean? A lot of times you can kind of see it go in a certain way. This one to me is the same thing. Uh, there, I, you can make um, you can make a case. I mean, like people have mentioned this. Sasha's never won at WrestleMania. And that may not matter to some people. But it might matter to the higher-ups back there in the office when they're making choices. I mean, this is, you know, yes, it's Bianca's moment, but Bianca's young. She got forever, you know, and Sasha, Sasha too. And not to mention, I, I was kind of going back with Royal Rumble past winners. There's now been four women's Royal Rumbles, if my math is right. Asuka won the first one, didn't win the title. The last two that won, won their respective titles, Charlotte and Becky. So this are... Um, Becky and Charlotte, I'm sorry, in that order. Becky, Charlotte. Mm -hmm. So this year, you've got Bianca, right? And as much as I want to say that she, she absolutely is deserving, if she wins, I will not be surprised. I think it's going to be Sasha. I just something about, like, I don't think we're going to get two face pops 
night night one and night two for whatever reason. I just think one, night one is going to be more of the disappointment for the fans at the end of the night. And yeah. Sasha is the media the media darling now, and she's the star of the Mandalorian, and she's the flag wave flag waver of NASCAR. I, I'm taking Sasha, and I will. Yeah. I'm no problem being wrong, and I might change my mind tomorrow. But tonight, I'm taking Sasha. You only get one opportunity to make a brand new star in the main event to WrestleMania. Only get one chance to do that. If you don't do it at that moment, that's not to say that they can't become somewhat of a star later. That's not to say they can't still have a good career or anything like that. But it's kind of like we talked about Braun Strowman a little bit earlier. They had a moment, it wasn't WrestleMania, but they had a moment and an opportunity where they had lightning in a bottle with Braun Strowman and they could have strapped a title to his ass and it would have hit in a certain way. And they waited about six months too long to do it. I mean, you can overcome that crap, though, because guys, there are plenty of people that that have had these, like, it seems like, I think Roman Reigns is a perfect example. And I know you guys are big. I love Roman Reigns too. But Roman Reigns is honestly, if you want to get honest with it, he's a huge name, a huge star. But like the the vitriol towards him for so many years, he had to overcome that to some degree. And he has with this new character. I'm not trying to get into a Roman Reigns argument. I'm no, just no, saying. No, I'm, not like, I'm just saying that's a very unique situation. It is, but it can't happen. And, and I don't think Bianca. I already think Bianca is a star. I don't think she needs to win at WrestleMania to be a big star. Personally, On, that's just my opinion. I understand your point is valid. I just I don't think she needs this, and her career is going to go some left, right, the other way, whatever, or even just average. Personally, because if you want to be honest with you, they have had that. They've had that moment. They've had those opportunities in bloom before, and people have come through. I think. But the you know, thing is, with the but with the women's division, with the women division, title count matters more than it does in the men's division because that's really the only accolade that they've had to fight for for like forever. And the reason I bring that up, you got to look at the numbers here. Bailey is like a seven-time champion now. Um, Alexa Bliss is like a five or six-time champion. Charlotte's like yeah. a thirteen-time champion. Sasha's like an eight-time champion. Like, and, and I know that we, we talk all the time about how, you know, a belt does not define you and your star power. But here's the thing. Within the women's division, it kind of does. If you look at who, which women are taken seriously and which ones aren't, like, even Naomi's had two or three title runs. Yeah. I, I look, I, this household will be rooting for Bianca, but I just think Sasha's going to win. <laughs> just that's the way I'm looking at it. Two quick points to what Kyle was saying. Um, you can become a star. He's not saying you can't become a star later on if you rebuild yourself. But there is, there, for every wrestler, there is that one, maybe if you're lucky, two moments that will, if you hit it right, will propel you past wrestling stardom. And Bianca is at that point right now. Secondly, we talked a lot about age. Bianca is two years older than Sasha. Yeah, well. In the fans' eyes, she's young, though. I mean, you know what I mean. Nobody's no, she's, really she's seen a her. rookie, but I'm right. just saying the irony of it is Bianca is older than Sasha Banks. <laughs> right, yeah. I got Bianca Belair winning uh, New Star Made, not just in wrestling. I think we see Bianca become uh, a transcendent star, much in the way Sasha has become uh, in the past year. 
Night one, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna take a break. I got commercials now. Yeah, <laughs> do that. Now. Um, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back while we're on break. Please go to ProResetees.com slash the chair shot. We got merch. You know what? If you want us to keep giving you stuff and and all the I don't know. It it, it, it sounded good and then we gotta we gotta write a script for this. No, no, no. I think the, the the beauty is in messing up. But I feel like Matt Riddle the other night when he cut that promo was like, yeah, I forgot my line. Yeah, yeah. but Matt Riddle was most definitely high. You're not. That's a good point. Um, but go buy the Outsiders Edge shirt. We'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks. PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's AngryLemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Thanks for listening to that fire ad, y'all. And now that you've come back and are real comfortable, before you listen to the second half of the show, why don't you go spend more money on Effie's Big Gay Brunch 2 and support the gays because we create all of your other cultures, so you better fucking support us. Well. All right. Go buy the, go buy the show. It's only 14 bucks. Um, so night two of WrestleMania, and it's the traditional night, Sunday night. Um, it's got a bit of a different feel to it than night one, kind of like how TakeOver both nights felt different. Let's start off with, again, night 2007, Ring of Honor. We're going to start off with the, uh, the Great Liberator. I love that nickname. Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. Five Forever finally made it to WrestleMania, y'all. And Logan Paul will be at WrestleMania. That is, is a, that is that has been guaranteed and advertised. This match has simultaneously had the best build and the worst build at the same time. The best build in the sense that Sami Zayn's conspiracy theory, uh, conspiracy theory character and descent into QAnon madness. Um, 
has been amazing. Like, just absolutely fucking amazing how he went from Fidel Castro to just, like, neck deep in the there's a conspiracy against Sami Zayn. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? And, like... To to the Charlie Day meme from uh, Always Sunny. Yes. And, like, to that same point, it made perfect sense for that kind of a character who now thinks that there's this massive conspiracy against him and he can't get anyone to listen to him to go to his best friend or his supposed best friend or former best friend or whatever because you can never keep track of who's what because Sammy and Kevin flip-flop alignment a lot. So, like, um, you know, he would go to his friend and he would just be like, you see it, right? You see it. They're out (laughs) to get me. I'm not crazy. You see it, don't you? And his friend is just like, nah, man, I don't see it. I think you need to get help. And, you know, like, so like, it's a simple story and it works because they have such a long history. But at the same time, Sammy kicked Kevin in the face, like what, two weeks ago? Yeah. And now we're like, going to have a a big blow off match at WrestleMania. And, And again, these two have, Undertaker and Kane levels of backstory. So it's like you don't, don't need much to ignite it, but at the same build. time. And I'm let me sorry. say one thing, Carl, but I want you to speak on it because I, I don't really have much to say. I think that the one thing I think that so many of us misunderstand or maybe not misunderstand, but want, but realize, but don't realize isn't always the case is so many of us expect for WrestleMania to be the blow off. It always got to be the blow off, it could be the beginning. Right, it ain't always got to be the blow off. So, while you're everything you said is right, and you would have thought that these two with their history would have had the fantastic, emotional, grandstanding blow off match at WrestleMania, no, it's probably the beginning of their feud. I mean, yeah. I, I'm gonna take um, because there's celebrity involvement, but the celebrity is not a face. And the celebrity is not there for the face. I'm going to take Kevin Owens. So, yeah, this this match does, like you said, Rance, could be the beginning. Also, they don't really, I mean, in my opinion, this is one of those they don't really need build. You can just be like, hey, you guys want to have a fucking match at WrestleMania? They're like, sure, go do it. Like, because they're who they are. Um, That said... This one's another difficult one for me to choose. Like, Sami Zayn has put in real work, bro. Like, this guy has been amazing. But so was Owens. The Owens feud with Roman was great. Like, every, like, these guys are just great in general. It's really hard for me to choose. As always, my heart says Sami Zayn. But my brain is going with Kevin Owens. I, I don't know. It just feels like. No, I'm changing my mind again. Sami Zayn. Oh, Sami Zayn. see, also, I can't, I can't pick this I card, put guys. This I really out can't. Here. I want to put this out here before we get Rance's prediction. Fuck the Paul brothers. Yeah, I don't <laughs> care about Logan Paul or any of the Chris oh, Paul, just, any, any, any of the Pauls. I don't know. You better care about Chris Paul or Rance will reach through the screen and whoop your ass. Chris Paul's the only reason the Phoenix Suns are going to make the playoffs. Uh, well, well, Thank okay. you for that. Um... <laughs> Logan Paul does play a part in this match, though, because he is realizing Sammy full of shit. Um, I got Kevin Owens in this match. Um, it just feels right. Kevin deserves a moment. 
No Sammy does too, but we forget Sammy beat Daniel Sammy Bryan got, last year. I was year. gonna say Sammy got his moment. He won the Intercontinental Title at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yep. Um. So yes. Um. We got. Uh. I got Kevin Owens. Moving on from that, we have this is the feud that never ends. The Fiend back, y'all. Oh, and now he burnt feuds on the night two card. Now he's went full Freddy Krueger without crackety, killing crackety. kids. Right. He's yeah, exactly. Uh, uh nobody mess nobody out pieces the hut. Yeah. <laughs> um Bray Wyatt, of course, with Alexa Bliss, the fiend Bray Wyatt. Um is facing Randy Orton. And I don't mind the match. I don't mind them ending at WrestleMania. I just think we've seen this before. Yeah. We it needed a step for me. I'm not saying Firefly Funhouse, but it needed something to kind of put the little salt-based salt on the steak. But nonetheless, we got Fiend, we got Randy Orton. We really I don't even know if there's really a whole lot to talk about in this match. Who you got? I want to say one thing, Kyle. Do you care if I do this one first? Yeah, go, 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 go. Okay, real quick. I'm picking the Fiend to win. Second, to me, this isn't even, this has never, like, this match is whatever. Forget the Fiend and Randy Orton. To me, this is, Alexa Bliss is the MVP of all this. You know, mm-hmm. like, this is all her, in my opinion. She's held it down while he's been gone with his own things. I know Brody died, and that was probably very, uh, you know, affected him quite a bit. And Randy is Randy, you know, but to me, Alexa wins, you know, like at the end of all this, that's kind of the way it feels, you know, and I, I do think the fiend will win the match, but you know, if, if the man can't get Randy Orton back for burning him alive, like what can you do? Well, for burning, him, burning him alive, whatever he is, burning him not dead. Just burn him alive. Remember he destroyed the Wyatt, com- the Wyatt compound. <laughs> he broke yeah. up the Wyatt family. Like Randy Orton has ruined this man's life. This is great build. Okay. <laughs> so long-term storytelling. <laughs> so I'll say a couple of things about it. Number one, it almost can't be worse than their last WrestleMania match. No. I was at their last WrestleMania match. There's Sorry. no way you can, I am too. Like, uh, I, that was one of the few moments. There were a lot of moments that, that WrestleMania where I was like, I got my money's worth in this second right here. And that's the I same thought, match where we were thinking maybe Brody Lee might be part of that. Yeah. If you remember. And, if called, yeah. part, and the thing is, if he'd have been a part of it, I would have been infinitely more satisfied. No doubt. Um, like it can't be worse than that because one of the other things I was going to say is Randy and Bray are two creative geniuses and great wrestlers that have terrible chemistry in the ring together. Like, and that happens from time to time, y'all. It's been a while since we've seen people of this caliber at this end of a card that are consistently put together that have this problem. But for whatever reason, when Randy and Bray are in matches together, it don't work very well. Those (laughs) styles do not, they do not mesh well. And I think a lot of that comes down to Randy is a wrestler's wrestler in every sense of the word. Like we've all heard that quote from, you know, all the old heads talk about if you were to build a wrestler from the ground up, you would create Randy Orton. Um, and Bray is a brawler and those, that's a clash of styles that can only work in a certain way. And for whatever reason, when Randy and Bray do it, it don't work. Um, I'm a pick Bray. And then after this, like the fiend can only be crispity crunchity for so long. So they're going to have to do something with him. He might be in need of another, not rebuild, but another like 
reincarnation. Crispity crunchity. Yeah. I, I, for every, every reason you guys said, I got uh, Bray Wyatt. Um, at least for the good for the good of you for good of life. Please allow Bray Wyatt to get some to get something back on Randy Orton. Some heat back in this. God damn. I'm gonna ask that we just run through this next match really, really fast because none of us care. Yeah. Nia and Shayna versus the winner of the of the uh, the whatever match before. Whoever wins on night one is winning on night two because they're obviously building to Shayna versus Nia. Agree. I agree. Okay, that's why I knew <laughs> we would all be on the same page with that. Um, now we have the well, you were great this year, but we ain't have a place for you on the card, so we're gonna put you in this match match. Uh, for United States Championship with Speaking Matt Riddle, don't call me Rat. Oh no, that's not the feud that never ends. No, thinking of the other. Uh, no, that no, that's next. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Matt Riddle, Matt, don't call me Matt Riddle versus Sheamus. Um, and this is very clearly a Sheamus. Thank you for what you've done. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just jump off here and say Sheamus winning this match. He fucking I, better. I'm gonna I be pissed. Sti- and I hope he stiffs Riddle on the brogues. I know Matt Riddle's a for real, for real fighter and could like fuck up the entire roster. Like I'm not stupid, but I still hope he stiffs him on that broke kick because Matt Riddle's a piece of shit. Well, he's been stiff. He's the past two months has been stiffing the shit out of Drew, so I'm sure he's in practice of stiffing the shit out of it. But we all agreed on Sheamus as well, as makes yeah. sense. And yeah. I do believe we'll all be agreed on this next match. We have the Nigerian drum match. Ends. Yes, that's another one. Now. For those of you who don't know what a Nigerian drum match is, neither do they. But the way that Apollo described it is basically it's a no-DQ match that is supposed to be so vicious that the sounds of bones breaking and thuds will be as loud as Nigerian drums. So it's just another way to say... No disqualification. No pretty much. This but is Big one of those defending things. the Intercontinental Championship against Apollo Crews. This is one of those things where it's like the gimmick itself is not problematic. The person portraying the gimmick is not problematic because he's, like, actually of Nigerian heritage. But, like, you can't call it a fucking Nigerian drum match, man. Like, this is so, like... It's not unprecedented at all. It's not. But that doesn't make Duchess it less... Duchess of Queensberry? Like, no, they do this not for every... unprecedented, yeah. but that doesn't make it less tone-deaf every single time. And as the time and as time progresses, their like willingness to continue to be tone deaf just reinforces what I say all the time. This some carny shit, yo. Just accept it. We are out here loving on some carny shit. And I would accept this a lot more if it was actually a match that wasn't just the name and then all the same shit. Like Punjabi prison match. I accept it, even though it's a garbage match, because it's something on its own. But no, they just—they just gonna have a stretch. At least make it a two, out, make it a fancy two out of three falls match or some shit. Like we have rounds in a Nigerian drum battle. <laughs> oh, so it's the Heritage Cup now? <laughs> yes, it's an HBCU <laughs> step off. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> so, I'm, and I—I I'm, I'm, feel very comfortable in, in saying all of us agree that Apollo's winning. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we can keep but it cool. y'all, you know, and perfectly to Big okay e with it. Our heroes way. rock. Props to Big E for our heroes rock. They met Take their a second. Fun- Go ahead. Take a second so, and explain that. 
So Big E and Andreas Hale, and I cannot remember their third collaborator's name, but the three of them collaborated together to create this animated series. It's called Our Heroes Rock. It's going to be a 3D animated series all about famous figures in black history. Um, the first episode is going to be about Ruby Bridges. They had created a GoFundMe with an initial fundraising goal of $75,000. They met that in a week. They set a first stretch goal to hire a music producer um, of $100,000, and they successfully hit that as well. And then they had and, set up... Go ahead. And they got the producer from the Flatbush Zombies. Not just the, like a... No, it's a big time Grammy winning Well, and their voice and the original um, singer they've got for the Ruby Bridges episode, I can't remember her name, but she's also, like, really big deal. Right. Rhapsody, there we go. Yeah, so like big deal voice um, crew and everything. So they had met that fundraising goal. They had set a second stretch goal for additional animators of 150,000. I don't think they're going to get that far. They were at 121 when I last saw, and there's about three days left on their campaign. Um, but you know, you know how that kind of shit goes. You know, John Cena and Vince McMahon swoop in and like 11:59 p.m. with an anonymous donation for like $50,000 and just like that'll be a wrap on that shit. Um but and, props and, to them for creating it. I'm really excited as a history teacher because like it'll be educational and I can show it to my students. Um I'm glad you brought that up about Cena and Vince because Vince has always been philanthropic to his people, but John Cena and Vicky are really close. Well, and John Cena is also known anyway within the industry for being the type of person who will, yeah. like, at the last minute, yeah. make a, like, anonymous, really large donation. Like, when he, was when he first went viral, or when the FunMe first went viral, and Biggie had posted a couple things about people making, like, $10,000 donations, I was just like, oh, so, like, The Rock found out you were doing some shit and told his publicist to give you a check. Basically, well done. Um, but please, if if you're not supporting it, at least go go look at it. Go educate yourself. The story of Ruby Bridges, the first black girl to go to a school in Mississippi. Um, they announced John Lewis is going to be John one Lewis. Of yep, Congressman uh, John Lewis and the walk across the bridge. Um, Edmund Pettus Bridge in South yes. Alabama. Edmund Pettus. That's I couldn't remember the name of it. But that's exactly right. So yes, it's a beautiful venture. It's really fun. Um, it's really educational. And it's a passion project. Um, so go check that out. Now, I hate to... There's no way to transition from this. No, oh, we got to transition wrestling. back to wrestling. We're going back to wrestling. Um, but this is one of... This is one of the co-main events of the evening. And you have... Now, this is a match that you guys, I'm sure, are going to complain about the build-in, which is fine. But it is the Raw Women's Championship between Asuka and the Raw debuting Rhea Ripley. Um, Oscar's defending now. You guys say what you want, you're gonna say what you want, but I do think it warrants the fact that it needs to be said. So much of the vitriol towards this match needs to be taken back a notch because they this match and this build and this championship from January on has been ruined by life. Lacey Evans got pregnant in a real life. Charlotte got COVID in real life. This stuff happened, which has significantly hurt 
the build to this match and what they initially planned for it to be. Nonetheless, we got the biggest match we could have got on the brand anyway. So, Asuka, Rhea. Remember, Rhea's looking for a first win in WrestleMania because she lost the NXT title to Charlotte last year. What you got? I, I, do you mind if I start first? Actually, the bill doesn't bother me on this one because, like, of the things you just said. Uh, and also, everything with Rhea that happened last year was, like, because of COVID, too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everything that happened with, she kind of got screwed a little bit. Like, I, I feel like things go differently for her if it wasn't for that. Um, I think it's kind of been noted that she was going to beat Charlotte, first of all, last year. At least that's what they tell us, you know. Um, so that doesn't bother me. She had, she, she did, she had a tag match with Asuka Monday, right? Or the Monday before they, they tagged against Nia and Shayna and then Rhea kind of like didn't do anything. So she's been on Raw and had, and wrestled a little bit, but, um, you know, Asuka as great as she is and she is great. She's floundered. I don't know is the right word, but she's been very just kind of like there in a lot of ways, but she's amazing. She's an MVP of the show. She's an MVP of the COVID era in a lot of ways. Um, but I'm going with Rhea Ripley here. So I didn't take Bianca and obviously that could go either way, but I'm definitely going with Rhea here and it would make a lot of sense for the last two of the Royal Rumble from this year to both win their respective championships too. And I'd be perfectly fine with that also. Uh, but I'm going to go with Rhea. I feel like we talked about, um, you know, making your debut and this isn't really her debut, but just like, this is her big moment and her big opportunity. So I, I don't know. I it's I can see Oscar went in, but I'm going with Rhea. So I'm going with Rhea because the only reason Oscar hasn't lost the title already is because every time Oscar was supposed to lose the title, something happened to the uh, involving the person who was supposed to take it. Right. And so, like, I don't think it's that she's floundered, as you put it, Carl, so much as like. Asuka has been in the unfortunate circumstance of any time the story was ready to move on from her, something got in the way. Sure. Yeah. I, I totally uh, agree. It's just if the way it, it, it has a feel because because of circumstances, it just kind of like feels like Asuka's kind of floundering. But you're right. You're right. I'm not going to argue there. I just feel like every time that she was in a position where like the story had built to where they were going to transition away from her, something happened involving the longer term plan that forced them to come back to her. And so like, that's not her fault. Um, But yeah, the only reason she hasn't lost yet is because of all of those things. So I got Rhea. Uh, For the record, guys, uh, there's no way Oscar wins this match. I know it's sad. Oscar got to get a big win at WrestleMania one of these days. But now this is Rhea's time. Um, I got Rhea Ripley. Uh, and hopefully we rebuild Oscar and, and keep her hot. But let's do something more with her other than show up for a big match, crazy scream, and keep it moving. Um, Eo Shirai up and let her and Eo Shirai fight. Well, I'm nervous about that because I don't want them to tag them up because they're both Japanese. No, I said fight, not... I, no, I know what you said. I know what Vince would do. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Stop. Stop, old man. Stop. No. 
Somebody okay. get me a hose. Man, not only main event of the night, but main event of the entire weekend. Main event of WrestleMania. Especially if it was two nights. Um, and it has become even bigger. Changed drastically. But some would argue for the better. We have the WWE champ, the Universal Champion. And our tribal chief. My tribal chief, your tribal chief, our tribal chief, Roman Reigns. We have the returning Hall of Famer, Royal Rumble winner, and the Raider R Superstar himself, Edge. And we got pesky-ass little Daniel Bryan, who finds, finds himself once again in the main event of WrestleMania. Biggest match of the night. Probably the, the one match that will have massive consequences going forward. Who do you guys got? Uh, fresh off his most recent triple threat with Godzilla and King Kong, Daniel, <laughs> Daniel Bryan has found himself in the main event of WrestleMania. <laughs> and uh, I'll be honest with you guys, I've gone back and forth on this, back and forth, back and forth. If you had told me it was going to be Edge and Roman Reigns, I probably would have taken Edge. You throw Daniel Bryan in there and it just feels a little bit different. I'm not taking Daniel Bryan. I don't, I don't. They did this at 30. I don't, I don't see the point of Daniel Bryan winning the championship. And like I said earlier, this goes back to the very first match we discussed from WrestleMania because of the way I feel like they're trying to to, to move. And I'm, c- I'm going to be completely wrong probably because wrestling, I, I think Roman is going to retain. I don't think we're getting two nights of happiness at the end of the night, either night. Uh, and now... Far be it for me, I could be completely wrong. This is the COVID era. We're in front of fans. We should give the fans what they want. Fuck the fans. Roman Reigns should retain the title because he's the best wrestler in the in the WWE in the world. Keep the belt on him. Keep the story moving. Give me new fresh contenders because they're all over the place. Don't you know Roman's going to be cheered unanimously now because he's heel? <laughs> That's a good point. Big facts. Um, big fucking facts. Um, but no, Carl, you, you buried the lead and had the right answer, but lost it in the first quarter. So you talked about Daniel Bryan fresh off of his triple threat match with Godzilla and King Kong. Well, I mean, you know, that's because Daniel Bryan is Mothra, like right down to, if you know anything about Mothra, Mothra was controlled by two twin women. Good point. point. Daniel Bryan is Mothra. And I will never bet against Mothra in a fight. So Mothra will emerge victorious and save the planet, which was what Mothra was always trying to do in the first place. So you're going with Daniel Bryan. Okay. Mothra saves the planet and brings back the hemp belt. Oh, man. Okay. Does that mean I got to go with Edge? No, because I know you're not going to, right? You know damn well who I'm about to pick. What? (laughs) Too many WrestleManias have... 31, 32, 33, 34. Thank God he got 35. Missed 36. You telling me Roman Reigns is not going to win this one? Hey, he yeah. won 32. It was just bad. <laughs> Nobody remembers that. No, no, he won no. 33. No, it was just bad. No, no, no. I'm going to pick Roman in the main event of WrestleMania Hollywood when Roman Reigns pins his cousin Hollywood Rock for the title. Well, I, oh, oh, okay. Now, if that if that matches for the if that matches for a championship, 
Motherfucker, it's gonna be Hollywood Rock versus Roman Reigns. Of course, it's gonna be for the championship. Vince sees dollar signs. Can, can Rock be Hollywood Rock again? Can he be heel ever again? Oh. Yeah, if he runs for president. Oh, yeah. Ah. Oh, yeah. He's gonna be healed in one group of America, right? Um, no, I got Roman Reigns, and um, I got Roman Reigns, which is gonna hopefully lead to probably one that's gonna be the most fun feud of the summer: Brian versus Edge, singularly. But Charles, you've got to win, right? You think? I think so. I, I mean, I, I don't I know don't where you go from here without it. I don't necessarily disagree. I just can't pick against Mothra. And once Carl helped me realize that Daniel Bryan is Mothra, I had to pick Daniel Bryan. You, you're right. But if you did watch Godzilla vs. Kong, spoiler alert, it's been out three weeks, so good whatever. Movie. Very, very, really good movie. Uh, Godzilla put a hole in the goddamn earth. <laughs> yeah, Godzilla like, is the king of the kaijus. Like Roman Reigns wears the gold glove because he is inevitable. He's Godzilla. Now, he's Thanos too, fool. I was get on get on your pop culture. I was trying Thanos, to allude to another. Hey, Thanos, Thanos dead. I ain't worried about him. Thanos dead in this reality. <laughs> in the other one, I don't you're know. right. No, you're right, Rance. But just remember that when. Daniel has Roman in the yes lock and is peeling the gauntlet off him like Tony Stark. Just so to be yeah. clear, I just want to I want to bring something up real quick before we I know we're trying to be done here. WrestleMania 35, we talked about it being Happy Mania. And I specifically remember when we did our predictions, I was like, it is not gonna be nope. Happy Mania. Nope. nope. I gotta get it right one of these years, okay? So I'm going with it this year. We'll just see what happens. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, and everybody else involved, I appreciate you listening to our Mania preview. Um, can't wait to get back to recording full-on, full-fledged, regular, fire-ass editions of The Outsider's Edge. You'll see us next week, back at a normal time slot, Friday afternoons at 2 p.m. Eastern. Um, but, nonetheless, I appreciate you gentlemen for doing this. Um, to pull back the curtain, we're watching this as I'm, we're recording this as I'm watching Night two of NXT Takeover. He's mad. In other guys, words, no... you don't have time for me to do the full outro. So thanks for listening. We'll catch well, you. We, next can, time. we can at least say where you can find us. Hell, I'm at Israel Cash, R E Y Mysterio, C H S Money. Yeah, go ahead. I'm at Outside the Curve and K over here and really fast. <laughs> it ain't that serious. We can actually break I'm it down. I'm at Dr. S'mores. The show is at Outsiders Edge CS. We're part of the Chair Shot Media Network at Chair Shot Media, where you always, always watch NXT Takeover. <laughs> And, and use your head. And buy shirts on the chair shot. Well, no, on prowrestings.com slash the chair shot. I ain't done this in a while, y'all. I'm I'm a little rusty. And as always, we here at the Outsiders Edge are some increasingly older gentlemen doing the best we can to make it out here in this world. And sometimes we're gonna say some controversial things, but it was a preview show, so we really didn't say anything that controversial. We just told you what the fuck we thought was gonna happen. And you might not like that, but like, you know. These are our predictions, so like we don't give a fuck what you think. Maybe no, we don't really give a fuck. Uh, uh, thanks for listening. Enjoy Mania. We'll catch you next week where we're gonna talk about this problem of the celebrity wrestlers making the regular professionals look not as good.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.